because we haven't involved Coach Q very much this this episode. But when he's on the when he's on the bench and he like r- runs that finger through his hair, oh. <laughs> guys, he can just stare deep into my soul and suck it out, and I'm like, I'm here. Suck it out. <laughs> Snyder ages like fine wine. He just looks great. And then Emily just comes in with this whole, he can <laughs> suck muscle. <laughs> hey, Emily. Hey, Rakoi. You're as beautiful as a Donovan Mitchell pass. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> like a pass across the court to Joe Ingles' waiting hands to swish it. Yeah, and not only a pass, but an assist. Oh, the best. <laughs> yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, McCoy. And what a great Valentine's Day it is because we have some Jazz Gal guests. Jazz and gal guests are the best kind of guests. That is correct. So we're going to let our guests introduce themselves. Go ahead, guests. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, I'm Anne. Anne to the max on Twitter. And I'm glad to be here. Um, I, yeah. Hi. Um, it's, it's Emily, the other Emily. Um, the better Emily. No, no, no. Let's let's be honest here. Um, I am Jazz Team Mom on Twitter. Um, you don't want to follow me, uh, but yeah, I'm here. I'm here with my girls, and it couldn't be a better day for it for sure. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, I'm Uni Uni Kim on Twitter. <laughs> There's only one of me. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is. Like I'm super excited to talk to some of my talk with some of my favorite people and just talk all things jazz and gals, I guess. Yes. Well, we're so happy to have you all here with us today. These are this is the most guests we've had at once. So it's very exciting. It's going to be chaotic in the best way. I'm here for it. We are going to talk some jazz games we are going to talk jazz pickup lines we have some great games planned it's gonna be awesome so let's see you guys should we get started let's do it okay so first off we're going to recap the two jazz games we've witnessed the boston celtics and the milwaukee bucks what do you ladies think of uh this week's games 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think it's been so awesome to see the momentum the Jazz have had just within those two games, um, or just overall, I guess, you know, having the, a really nice um, start to the season and stuff. But I think the last couple of games, in my opinion, obviously they haven't been perfect, but there's definitely been, like, you can definitely see how much better they've been in sync with each other the players and playing with each other um taking it full court just covering all sides and i just 
I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, man. Our, our guys are having fun, right? That's for me. I can just see the, the energy they have. Um, like a true team mom. <laughs> I, you guys, I am so proud. They're just, they are. You see them smiling. You see them dancing on the side. Like, what more could you ask for? They're playing well. They, they're playing with confidence. It's amazing. And they're doing it without Mike Conley. Both of these tough opponents, like, I was really stressed about, like, the stretch of games starting Tuesday. And I'll be honest, like, I have been, I was just like, they're gonna, they're gonna, I don't know. It's just, I think it's PTSD. <laughs> like they're going to totally lose it at some point, but they just are keeping this momentum. I think um, another thing too, is that like, yes, we're relying on Donovan a lot like usual, but not, I feel like it's just not as much, which is great. Of course, that means all of the players are doing what they need to do. And um, he does, he isn't getting drained by the fourth quarter and it's not just on him, you know, having to take care of everything. And obviously like want, we want a healthy full Mike Conley back on the court, but um, I just, I think it's been good that like this team this year, we were, we've the last couple of years, we've always been skeptical because Donovan's always been the one that's take leading everything. But I don't know the last couple of games, I feel like we've kind of looked pretty solid overall. Yeah. I don't think we rely on Donovan at all, to be honest, because I mean, he was out two games and we won those too. Like, I feel like he gets a lot of, I mean, this is like me being like standard anti-Donovan, which people think that I'm anti-Donovan, but I'm not, I'm not. I, th I think Rudy's more important, but um, like, yeah, he wasn't there for two games either. And we still were able to win because I think that we just have a lot of players on our team that aren't afraid to like um, take over or, you know, they're not afraid to step up, which I think is definitely different than past seasons. Well, let's be honest, we have a pretty killer bench right now. Yeah. We have players, we have personnel that can step up, that can play. Look at the Bucks game. How many players did we have in 20 plus? Like there's, that speaks for itself, you know? Yeah. I think it's true. It really helps when you have lots of multiple people who can facilitate. Cause it's like Joe Ingles has always been, you know, facilitating and then Don has been trying to create for himself and facilitate. But now I agree with, what Uni was saying. It's like, we don't have to rely on Donovan to do everything as much. And I agree with Anne. I do think, I just feel so bad about how underrated Rudy's value is <laughs> to anyone who's not a like diehard jazz fan. Cause they just, it's just so, it's just subtle. The difference that he makes in a game, especially on the defensive end. So anyways, yeah, but he had a huge offensive night too last night. He had 27. Let me just tell you guys, I completely agree. Like Donovan's been amazing on the team and I don't want him to leave, of course. Um, but Rudy gets so, is so underrated, even on the Jazz too. Cause like, I'm, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I've tweeted it a couple of times now, but like there's that bridge at the gateway that has a painting of Donovan. And I'm like, <laughs> when are we putting Rudy next to him? Like yeah. Rudy has been here longer and has done so much for our team. Like he deserves a painting as well or something <laughs> in Salt Lake, like Donovan's getting. Yeah. It's funny because like a lot of people will make jokes like, you know, Rudy is a baby and things like, like he, he's like, when he doesn't get his way, you know, he like acts like a a baby on the court like he likes will stop doing stuff but like in my mind it's like damn if I had another player on my team that came after me and I think that I'm just as good as like <laughs> you know I'm just as important to the team and like Donovan's getting all this stuff I'd be like as a human being I'd be pretty pissed 
Yeah. I mean, like, what the hell is this? Like, I deserve um, just as much recognition as Donovan. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not anti-Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to keep saying that. We said as the title of this podcast episode, Anne is not anti-Donovan. Yeah. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I agree. Like, I think that... I, I agree with you as a human, it would probably be really hard to like not take it personally and not feel like kind of petty about it. Be like, I add more value than you. And why are you getting all the attention? I'm sure that that played into like the stress, the tension in their relationship last year. I'm sure that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anything, if ever, if there's anything we need to take away from this podcast, this episode is that Rudy deserves more credit. <laughs> And he doesn't he shouldn't have to fight for it right he I feel like he's the one that ha- he's he's one of those players that has to do things twice as hard twice as much to just even be like oh hey I I am part of this too and I don't know what it is about that of being of, I he he deserves so much more than what what he's getting and it's it's not fair makes me sad but yeah you know he's here for it and I'm here for it but as McCoy always reminds us, the chip on his shoulder is what motivates him. So we won both of those games by 14 points, if my excellent math skills are correct. <laughs> Everyone has been saying this is our test, right? And I think Boston and Milwaukee, maybe more so Milwaukee, was a pretty cool, you know, cool thing to see because this is supposed to be one of the top teams in the East. And we did okay. Like I saw a lot of people saying the Jazz are toying with the Bucks right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. When is our test going to be over? Is it going to be over next week when we face the Clippers? No. Um, with national media, it's we're never going to be like considered anything. Like you know, we can lose. We could win seventeen straight games, and we could lose the next two, and they'd be like, mm, pretenders. You know, yep. that's just how it is. Like that's that's never going to change it. And that's another thing with like jazz Twitter, for example, it's like people get so up in arms in the rankings and like what national media thinks of our team. And it's just like, guys, at what point in our fandom of being jazz fans, has that ever been different? You know, like who cares? Like, why do you care so much what another person thinks about your own team? That just, that shouldn't affect how you're enjoying them. No, I totally agree. It's And especially when it is so fun right now to be a jazz fan, I just kind of had to, like, tell myself to just lean into that. Just, like, lean yeah. into other jazz fans, lean into, like, how much fun, how well they're playing right now, and just, like, hyping it up. And, like, not really – and, like, appreciate the national media that are giving them props. Like, the Kevin o- O'Connor video that came out this week was really fun to watch. And, like, I thought that that – like, so it's, like, I'm trying to consume all the, like, that kind of content, in, but also, like, not get – upset about the lack of respect and recognition because it's like honestly they do better when they play from behind ayo ayo i'm here for it (laughs) and they i mean i don't think anyone's ever gonna believe they can beat the lakers until they beat the lakers and so like and i and i kind of feel that way too right like until we beat the lakers like which i think they're capable of um or whoever they play whatever it ends up being but like i think that they're a really capable team um, and it'll just be better if they have to prove themselves. Yeah, I don't think our test is going to end until we make it into, like, the second round of the playoffs, honestly, because, like, I have friends who aren't Jazz fans, you know, they have their own teams, and they're always joking, like, 
oh, you guys are doing great right now, but you guys are still going to get eliminated in the first round, you know, and they're always like, um, wait till playoffs, you know, just those kind of jokes. And so honestly, like, I feel like we could crush this whole season, but no one's going to care until the playoffs happen. And um, that's okay. And I agree with Anne that like we, everyone's always up in arms about the jazz, not getting enough media and stuff, but it's like, who, who cares? Like, let's just keep proving them wrong. And kind of like McCoy saying Rudy has that chip on his shoulder that motivates him. Like, let's just use that to just keep proving people wrong of like, yeah, sure. Like keep undermining us. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our guys have the same mindset, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it's a valid criticism. Like that's the bucks basically the last two years, right? Like they kill it in the regular season and then they can never actually show up in the playoffs. And so it's like, I get why, it's like, well, you have to wait. You have to prove it when it matters. I get why that's a thing. But I think the part that is, um, I think that Jazz fans understand better because we watch them night in, night out, is that they are, I think that they really are capable of doing it. Like, I think they're the real deal. Um, but they still have to prove that. But I, I think they're capable of it. I know I find myself, like, riding really high and I just don't want to come down. Like, I start planning where I'm going to sit during the parade all the stuff I'm going <laughs> to And, you know, I just have to bring myself back down and say, hey, Koi, you got chill. You got chill. I was talking to someone earlier this week, and they were saying, oh, I'm just kind of stoic on the highs and the lows. I'm just kind of in the middle. And I thought, gosh, don't be that way, right? Like, for myself, it's obvious, I go way high and I will go way low. And that's part of being the fan. That's what makes, I mean, every fan, they I'm going to fan how I want to fan. Um, but for me, I just, it's just so fun. How could you not, I, I, I guess I just don't understand how you could call yourself a jazz fan and just be like, oh, we'll see what happens. Like, <laughs> no, gotta like. Emily's the anti Ricky Rubio. <laughs> She's too high and too high. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I can never get too low. That's the thing. I don't know if it's just me as a he, like a person, but like when it comes to like sport, like in, in real life, oh God, I can get low. But I mean, in, in, when it comes to sports, it's like, there's nothing I can do about it. So it's like, I, it's hard to get that low. Like I will definitely get super excited. But as far as like when your team's doing bad, I don't think I can ever take that on and be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be super sad right now because it's like what I couldn't have changed that. So it's like, I don't know. I love um, when Travis Cox, if you guys follow him on Twitter, every game, if we win, he's like, the Jazz are the best. There's nothing that can beat us or something. And then when we lose, he's like, the Jazz are the worst. And, like, <laughs> and I know he does it ironically, but it's funny because he, he does it ironically because there are actual people like that who their world is revolved around it. And it's like, great. I love that you're hardcore fans, but like, take a step back. There's a lot more to life than the jazz losing. Like, obviously I'm bummed about it too, but we'll get through this. It's okay. <laughs> I'm targeted right now. Yeah. Like, same, sorry, same. sorry. And I took that personally. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> and I was gonna say, Anne sounds like she's like well adjusted and healthy about her jazz. Oh, I'm not. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm that one. I, don't, I get sad when the Jazz lose. They have a lot of more sway on my mood than I would care to admit. <laughs> Which is why I've been so happy lately. 
Yeah. It's okay. I'm the exact same way. So like, I'm like pretending that I'm like, <laughs> not that type of person, but I totally am. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, it's been a good couple games. I hope they keep doing well for the next week. So speaking of jazz games though, we thought it would be kind of fun on our Valentine's episode to talk about jazz turn-ons and jazz mood kills. So basically just talk about things that the team does like within the realm of basketball. I mean, we, if we were talking about jazz turn-ons, like how we think they're hot, we'd be here for literally ever. <laughs> so we're talking about within the game of basketball, things that they do that just like make us euphoric and things that just piss us off. So um, I will start. Um, let's start with, let's start with the jazz mood kills so we can end with the jazz turn-ons because it's always better to end with the big O, you know? <laughs> yes. So one of my biggest jazz mood kills is when Joe Ingles does not take the freaking wide open shot. It drives me bonkers. Like, especially like last night in the Bucks game, see, he was being aggressive with his three point shot and he made the first three he took. He scored the first nine points of the game. Like if you're open, Joe, shoot the ball. Like I just get so frustrated. And Royce has also kind of adapted that sometimes he's gotten better this year. He has gotten better. But that is one of my biggest jazz mood kills is when Joe Ingles does not shoot his wide open three point shots. Uh, for me, uh, lazy passing. I get, I, I, basics. Let's go back to basics here. Like, right. I don't know. I, that, that kills me. It really does. No, I agree. Um, obviously when, like, when they miss free throws, like they should, I don't know. I know there's a lot of pressure in that moment, but like, come on, (laughs) I can do free throws. One time I told Jazz Twitter that the Jazz needed to go practice their free throws. And someone told me that they do indeed practice free throws in practice. So just so you guys know, that's something they actually do. Like, do they actually participate? (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Someone's mansplaining basketball practice to you, McCoy? Yeah, always. (laughs) We are so blessed to have them in our lives. (laughs) what are your jazz mood kills mccoy my jazz mood kill is when they get a pass in the corner and they step out of bounds (laughs) hashtag subtweet subtweet voice of meal (laughs) yeah i i don't understand that like i i don't i i don't get it and it's almost always him and that's just crazy to me you would think like you would be more self-aware what are mine? Um, well, when Rudy goes to the bench, that's a turnoff. <laughs> um, but I would say also involving Rudy, even though I love him, is when he does like that weird pirouette, Euro step, bull crap when he goes to the basket and misses terribly. I'm like, that just needs to stop. You're like, don't do that anymore. <laughs> like, I think he wants to like, make it seem like he has more moves than to just like, you know, go up strong and get the dunk. Like that's what everybody wants him to do. But then he tries to do these like fancy things and it just looks so bad. And like, that's where like, okay, that's going to like, you know, his good stuff will never make like bleacher report, but that will, (laughs) that will make it. Um, And also when uh, bogey misses layups, because he tends to do that a lot. That's huge. I, I agree. Rudy just needs to like pound it hard inside. Oh, <laughs> he can do that with me anytime. 
Hey, I'm available. Hit me up. <laughs> no, but for real, he's just like, whenever he, you know, softly goes up to the basket or just like fumbles a pass, it really is just like the biggest mood kill because he has such an advantage when he's, when they hit him at the rim with good timing. And so I totally agree with that. Yeah, going to the rim at good timing is always the best thing to do. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to say it one more time. I've been on, I y'all got to wait in line with Rudy because I'm <laughs> first in line right there. Okay. All right, that you're first, you got the first spot. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's another uh, mood kill that I have with the Jazz. I hate when Rudy yells and one after every single basket he makes. He thinks everything is a foul. And he also wants coach to challenge like every foul that's called on him. Not every, this is excessive. I'm exaggerating, but I get so annoyed with him when he's like, and one, or like, please challenge coach. Just like, bro, just play, put your head down and play. On that note, bogey goes up. (laughs) Every time he falls on the ground. Is that Croatian? Oh man, any other jazz mood kills before we move on to the more fun stuff, the saucy stuff? I will say one of one of the things that frustrates me, so I guess it's kind of like a mood kill, is like some of the bench rotations that we do just just don't click. They just don't work. And you can blatantly see it and yet they don't do anything about it. They don't sub anyone out. They like and it just frustrates me so bad where I'm like, we're missing all the passes, we're not making any shots, like there's clearly a disconnect with this rotation. Let's let's do something about it. That was my turnoff for the entire season last year. <laughs> any bench minutes, basically? Yeah, any of them. <laughs> Except for Clarkson. <laughs> That's my turnoff for my, I guess, my mood kill for Quinn. Is he really does, like, kind of live and die by his lineups. And it's like, if someone's off, like, he, unless it's Dante Exum, he usually gives them a long leash. <laughs> And so it's just like, I'm like, sometimes I would rather him like, no, you don't have it tonight. You got to sit. We need, you know, Clarkson has it tonight. Let's give the ball to him instead of Donovan type thing. But Quinn just doesn't really, I don't really see him do that much. And it can be frustrating. It's been clicking so far this year though. So I should probably stop. I should probably give him some credit and stop complaining. Well, speaking of complaining, that's my that's my thing because I hate it when they miss a shot or they think they've gotten they've been fouled so they just argue with the ref and don't get back on defense they just go down and shoot an awesome shot you know while they're down arguing just get back on defense guys play that big D play that big D to reach the big O <laughs> we're killing McCoy here he's dying you know big O let's talk about jazz turn ons. <laughs> One of my jazz turn-ons is, oh, there's so many, (laughs) Um, but one of them is just when they are just whipping passes around the three-point arc just to, like, create that little advantage, and then it lands to, like, the wide-open guy, and he swishes it, like, it's, like, the best. I just love, jazz offense is so fun to watch, and, like, I've been watching other teams play this year, and I, like, kind of realize like how spoiled we are with like how like great Quinn's offense is because it's just like fun and dynamic and interesting and I don't know I just like and it's yeah it's so good so that's one of my favorite jazz turn-ons is just like whipping those passes around the, the three-point line when uh 
Royce passed to Boyan, and Boyan passed it behind his back, and then Donovan baseball passed over to Joe, and Joe sunk the three. <laughs> Knock me on my back. That was awesome. I think Bogey does things so extra, though, because he didn't need to do that. And then remember when he, like, dribbled the ball between, um, what's-his-face, guy on the Mavs? Kristaps? Um, yeah, oh, like, yes, yeah, that doesn't really need to be happening right now, but I'm all for it. Like, he <laughs> probably did not need to pass that behind his back, but uh, yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> it's always really cool when it happens, when they land it, but all too often they get a little too fancy. Well, the but the, the it was a good uh, catch by Donovan, too, because it bounced high. Yeah, for yeah. sure. My uh, favorite that play is Donovan is just like holding the ball leisurely with one hand and like I'm just gonna wait till Joe's in position and then just like casually throw this across like he just made it seem like it was just like child play he like, was in his uh dodgeball stance right yeah yeah exactly where are you gonna go where are you gonna go <laughs> okay but like also with that like just whenever Donovan has the ball and he's just like waiting he has this like fierce look in his face and I'm just like oh my gosh something is happening in me right now like (laughs) because he just looks so like fierce and competitive and that's just like so hot like (laughs) he really is like so good at shining in the moment and like stepping up when it really really matters and like that's just like I'm glad we have someone like that on our team you need someone Mm -hmm. like that also of course very I think everyone can agree whenever Rudy does any dunks um like (sighs) last night when he dunked on Giannis I was just like Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh. He goes up and I'm just like, oh, he is just beautiful. He uses his length to his advantage and he goes up big and strong. And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, See, sir. good things happen when he goes strong to the rim. Like it just, I'm not even trying to be dirty. Like it's just a fact <laughs> of the matter. Like, it is. It is. It's, it's a, it's, it's a good jazz turn on and it's a other turn on too so it works both ways oh man McCoy what are some of your jazz turn ons the Donovan baseball passes I think it was Boston when he did it almost across the court and he just he just winds up and just throws a like curve ball it's like it's like baseball actually on that note I almost feel like they've been playing almost like an NFL style with Rudy this year I, okay this might be crazy and maybe I am but the timing on some of their plays, it's like they're throwing it up for the oop or to the rim, like before Rudy's even there. And it kind of reminds me almost of like an NFL route <laughs> a little bit with their plays. And there's plenty of times when it's been broken up, but there's a few times that it's worked. And I just like been, it, it, that also doesn't feel fully like basketball. It feels a little more uh, like football to me. I don't know. Am I crazy? Tell me if I'm crazy, that's fine. But no, no, no you're not crazy. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I have one that's yeah. like, well, I have a couple. Well, the first one is anytime, like, I feel like Joe and Royce do this the most, is when they knock down a three and they, like, stare at the opposing bench. Like, yeah. that's so hot to me. And neither of those guys are particularly like, oh, you guys are hot. But it's like, immediately, like, oh, I do you. You know, like, just from that. <laughs> And um, another one is is basically Jordan Clarkson doing anything. Like I feel like ugh, could, like he throws up the most wild shots, and you're just like, and even if he misses, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm do that again. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, like he's not one of the he's like one of the few people 
uh, could literally take any shot bad or not. And I, I wouldn't even get mad. Like if he, if he missed a right. bunch, I'd be like, Oh, that's, that's fine. Like, is, is he, is, he's almost impossible to not like, right? Uh, no, no, I'm, I, I fully agree with you. I support this. Yeah, I agree. He also just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, it's, it's easy to love him all around. Okay. Um, what? No, um, I was just going to say, and this is probably not going to go over well with a lot of people, but, uh, Yang, guys, yeah, he's, he's doing it for me this year. The Japanese mom needs a minivan. I'm just saying. <laughs> Guys, I think he has upgraded from minivan to, like, a tank. I do think he's been playing really well this year. Also, has he been dyeing his hair? Am I crazy? I don't yeah, know. I don't know what his hair is. <laughs> just in general, the overall look is very pleasing to my Oh, yeah, he's one of the more attractive people on the team. It's just, like, when he was going through that stretch of being very horrible, like, it was easy. He was an easy one to, like, pick on, which I got annoyed with after a while. Like, we had our, we have, me and him have had our own beef. (laughs) But, like, when it started getting to that point where, like, everybody was, like, saying like horrible things and it was like clearly he's bothered by it right because he's like blocking people and stuff like that and like people just continue to do it that to me isn't that like the definition of bullying somebody like if somebody's bothered by something and you're just like i don't care i'm gonna keep doing it you know it's just wild so i felt bad from at that point no i'm glad he's doing better now yeah he did take a lot of heat but yeah i think he's very attractive and i think he's playing in his role really well um so at least this season he's kind of figured that out so um my last one's just kind of to wrap up that i have written down is i love joe's ball fake that is a huge jazz turn on big fan of that and then any bench celebration like i just feel like like emily was saying earlier they're just having so much fun and a lot of that is like the bench just like celebrating everyone's wins and successes and like last night after that crazy pass like that crazy pass sequence and it's like George is doing like pulling his hands down his face and Mike's sitting on the bench with his head in his hands. And it's just like, it's just, it makes it so much more fun for me as a fan and I'm sure it makes it more fun for them. And so I just love a good bench celebration. Well, winning is always better for your mood. You know, you're always going to have more fun. Like if they were losing, Oh my God. Yeah. But you could tell they're having a lot of fun because it just seems like everything's so easy. Yeah. And that's why jazz Twitter after dark has just been off the charts lately because we're all on this high like I mean I know we do it jokingly but also kind of seriously (laughs) but like but really though I really do feel like it's gone like off like we've gone off and it's gone crazy because we're all just like so happy and on this high that like anything the jazz players do it's just like um everything's hot like I would like to ride that minivan or like (laughs) Rudy can dunk on me like there's just so many easy ways to just channel this so I'm all for it. I love it. <laughs> that is a perfect segue into our next segment where we're going to talk jazz pickup lines. <laughs> Woo! So we did this last year and it was super fun. So we're just going to like, if you have a cute little crush that you want to like slide in their DMs, these are some options for you to, because I feel don't, like the most effective Don't slide into mine. Oh. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Anne's DMs are closed. 
But if there's someone else, I feel like the most effective way to woo a jazz a gal is to use a jazz pickup line. At least for me. as I'll, I'll speak for me as a jazz a gal. <laughs> so we're just going to walk through some of them. So I have one. It says, are you Donovan Mitchell? Because your penetration is impressive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I just came in blazing hot that time, McCoy. If you need to put that one later in the show, you can. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Uh, that's not even my worst one, guys. Okay, well, I kind of cheated. Um, speaking of pickup lines, I cheated and I tweeted something out at the beginning of us recording this, asking people. So I'm actually gonna steal other people's. I'll get, I'll credit them, of course. But Perfect. so far, my favorite is um, Colin Young. Is that right? Yeah, Colin Young, Doctor Bad Boy, currently <laughs> on Twitter. But um, where to go? He said. Girl, I'm just like the jazz in that I'll give you 48 minutes of hard D. Way to go, Colin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we have to do some PG and G rated ones, guys. We can't just do all R rated. Let's see. Uh, is your name Jordan Clarkson? Because I'm feeling good vibes. Ooh, nice. love it. I love it. Another one that I have is <laughs> if you ever left me, my heart would be unsalvageable. That is a good one. I like that one. A little deep cut, you know. Um, another one on my tweet um is of Jordan Clarkson. This is from hash uh I don't handle fur to bets, but they put one of Jordan Clarkson saying, I trade everything for you. I'm like, yes. Nice. Perfect. Um, I thought of one that was, hey, I can be like Joe and bring the thunder from down under. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Good day. You look so proud of your joke. (laughs) You guys, I am. Okay, I just came up with that. I don't have any joke. I'm just very, like, I just want one of them to bang me. You know, like, I... (laughs) There's no actual pickup line. Like, I'm going to tell you what I want. So, I don't know. Uh, One I did a couple years ago was, like, my love for you is more than a Rolls Royce. Which is his his handle anyway, Rolls Royce. But Uh, Emily R., do you coach the jazz? Because you look like a Coach QT. I I love it. Nice. I'm going to slide right into your DMs right now. I have one that I could say to Boyan. Okay. Are you guys ready for this? I'm so ready. Okay, here we go. Excuse me, Boyan. I hear that your tongue speaks four languages. I can teach you your fifth. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically like jazz pickup lines for jazz Twitter after dark. (laughs) what it is (laughs) oh man well if you have any other good ones you want to share with the team you know where to find us on twitter so um yeah let us know what what works for you i have one more really quick from ken curtis at curtis ken but he said just like Derek favors on the pelicans even when you're away you're still in my heart oh how sweet 
pure for Twitter. Yeah, he is. He really is so precious and pure. I love him. (laughs) Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. We love you, Ken. With that being said, let's head off into our last segment. We are going to do a fun game that you may have heard of called One Night Stand, Marry, and Kill. So we are going to be giving you three NBA players, and you have to decide which one you're going to have a one-night stand with, one that you're going to marry, and one that you're going to kill. And this is going to be kind of difficult. So are you are you guys ready to play? Do you feel confident? Totally. Let's do it. Okay. Well, who wants to go first? Uni, do you want me to give you your options first? Yeah, I'll go first. Why not? <laughs> hey, Uni. Here we go. Your one-night stand... Marry and kill Royce O'Neill, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. Oh my gosh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Easy one. Oh, you knew this because you know how much I love Royce and Rudy and Donovan, obviously, but Royce and Rudy. Oh my gosh. This is like, you guys, this is. I'm like, Donnie's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because like even though I do love Donovan so much, like out of those three, I think I would choose to kill him, and I feel so bad saying. That. <laughs> Donovan, so don't block me if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Gosh, this is hard. Um, <laughs> Jeez, can I just be in like a polygamous marriage with that one? <laughs> oh my God. No, because that um, doesn't make the game fun. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's see. I think, okay, I would do Rudy one night stand and marry Royce just because based on what I know about Royce, I think we would get along pretty dang well. So Royce, you can hit me up because I know we've chatted before. So, so Ooh, on the tea. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. I for sure thought you would marry Rudy. So that is, I, I, I appreciate the move though. All right, Emily, do you want to go? Let's do it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> for your one night stand, Mary Kill, um, I took a little bit of liberty with the last person. Their name is similar to an NBA player, but they're not an actual NBA player. But I felt like it would be appropriate for this group. So, your list is Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, and Michael B. Jordan. <gasps> oh, okay. So, okay. So, Rudy. Clarkson and Michael B. Michael B. Jordan, Mr. New Alexa himself. That Super Bowl commercial was wonderful. Guys, guys, I am pregnant with twins after that one. (laughs) Um, Okay, I for sure. uh, Guys, I I don't know how to do this. This is like, this is literally impossible. Okay, I would, let's say, okay. I would probably have to marry Clarkson because I think he's a lot of fun. And I also think he's super laid back is how it seems like to me. Right. And that's kind of how I am. So I think that would be a marry for Clarkson. And let's be honest, he's rather pretty hot. Um, My one night stand. um, Guys, it would have to be Michael B. Jordan. Oh, you're yeah, I'm done with this. (laughs) You're going to kill Rudy? He is too pure for this earth. 
ma'am. Whoa! Did not see that coming. Shocking off. This is where our friendship ends. <laughs> what do you take issue with, Anne? She's killing Ruby. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh. Well, just wait till your turn. We'll see what happens. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I hope there's like a very easy one that I can be like, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, Emily. One night stand, Mary, kill. Boyan Bogdanovich, Derek Favors, and Ricky Rubio. I knew it was going to be Boyan and Derek. I knew. I was prepared for that. I was not prepared for Ricky. <laughs> Ricky's so I, precious here. I had to go back and look at your uh, rankings of handsome jazz men, and he was up there. Oh, he's so handsome, and he's so nice. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh no. See, what's hard for me right now is I can't decide if I want to marry Derek Favors or if I want to marry Ricky Rubio. Like, I can't. That's what's hard for me. Oh no. Who do I want to kill? That's the hardest one. Ricky. No. <laughs> what? Get out of here, Anne. I know you're a Ricky Rubio hater, but get out of here. <laughs> we all knew Anne would pick Ricky if that were the case. Oh my gosh, the thing is, if I don't kill, if I don't marry one of them, I'm going to have to kill one, because I think my one-night stand's got to be Boyan. Oh my gosh, this is way harder than I thought it would be. I can't kill Derek Favors. I just can't. I can't what? kill Ricky Rubio. Okay, I got it. I'm marrying Derek Favors. I'm sleeping with Ricky Rubio, and I'm killing Boyan Bogdanovich. That's it. I'm done. Okay. Wow. No, Boyan's killing you. He's like an assassin. Yeah, that's like, he's so not, true. not killing him. That's true. He would know like, about my plan and thwart it. I would be toast. I'm. I feel good about it, but that was hard. Who was the other one? <laughs> what? Oh, Eric Favors. Was yeah, good. Eric Favors. My the the love of my life, my jazz life. Honestly, Boyan was just my side piece for last year while Derek was gone. And now that Derek's back, like, Boyan is definitely lower down on the list. I still love him. And I still sometimes longingly look at that picture of him in that black turtleneck and leather jacket. But I still, but Derek Favors has my heart. So. Well, especially with everything Derek has done for the jazz, too, let's be honest. And, That's like, true. Derek's, like, you, I feel like I could just listen to him all day. Like, doesn't he have that voice where you're just, like, everything sounds good? Everything about him is perfect. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's gonna base me a peach cobbler or something like that. <laughs> I feel like that's his voice, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I mean, I've never thought about it, but you are one hundred percent right. He's like so southern, yeah. and warm and cozy. It's yeah. like after you finish having sex, he like brings in peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Like. I like, that's what I'm envisioning. With his, like, yeah. grin, like, his, like, smile. <laughs> and are you just wanting some peach cobbler right now? Like, I don't want peach cobbler. I think it's Anne's turn. Okay. All right, Anne. Your one-night stand, Mary kill, is Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre Jr., oh. and Rudy Gobert. Oh, my God. I, I, that's the worst. That's the worst. That's like, oh, my God. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Guys, I think this is where Anne dies. My head just exploded. Um, <laughs> Anne just leaves this recording. She just leaves right now. She's like, bye. I just want to say for the record, I think Devin Booker is butt ugly, but Anne is in love with him, so I had to put him on her list. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay. Um... 
this is not right. <laughs> I don't approve of this. Talk us through it, Anne. Oh my, okay. Let, okay, I have to get real serious here. I'm going to have a one night stand with Rudy. Because back to my earlier point, I feel like living in with him, the crystals, all that, like, yeah, it's going to bother me. It's going to bother me. Okay, so he's the one that I'm having the one night stand with. I am going to marry Devin Booker only because I'm going to, the only reason I'm killing Kelly Oubre is because he would have been my other choice to have the one night stand with, but he's so pretty, so amazingly good looking that I would feel so, I would feel insecure every day of my life. <laughs> like I would be like, no, there are much better women out there. Like he's never going to stay faithful for me though. So he has to die for the sake of myself. He's, he's dead. <laughs> I can't believe you married Devin Booker, but, you know, RIP to your mentions. I would like to look at that face in my head. No. (laughs) Yeah, our friendship is over. All right, McCoy, your turn. Last one. All right, McCoy, your one-night stand marry kill is Kevin Love, Rudy Gobert, Blake Griffin. Go. Oh, boy. So, obviously, I think I'm going to marry Kevin Love, and I think he'd really like me. If he got to know me, he'd <laughs> be a great match. I mean, sure, Kate Kate Bach is gorgeous, but, you know, I'm a sweet spirit. So <laughs> I'd have to go one night stand with Rudy, and then I'd have to kill Blake. You know what? He's being passed around here. <laughs> I know, first me, everyone. then Anne, then McCoy. We're... Rudy's having the time of his life. Well, then he's dead. Emily <laughs> killed him. <laughs> you guys, he's too pure. Like, I just... He's too pure. He's having one night stands with all of us, but he's too pure. <laughs> yeah. Also, how is him being passed around from woman to woman really that different from his real life? Real life? Like, yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. I don't actually know. I'm just, I'm just insinuating based on the fact that he is a hot NBA player. I don't know anything about Rudy Gobert's personal life. <laughs> If he came up to you and he was like, Jimmy. like, what are you going to do? You're going to drop him right there and be like, let's go. I would be like, je m'appelle Emily. <laughs> and I'd be like, I speak French. Now woo me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, take note of how much we love you guys. Oh, cute. Love it. Okay. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us for this fun Valentine's Day episode. We are going to say goodbye, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.